Hello again, and welcome back to Firing on Film. As you may have seen on the podcast social media feeds, I was thrilled to achieve press accreditation for this year's London Film Festival, which has managed to take a digital presence this year in light of the current situation. I've been eagerly awaiting the chance to watch some of the films included in this year's lineup, but my teaching commitments often clashed with the schedule. Thankfully, this morning I was able to watch Regina King's much anticipated directorial debut, One Night in Miami. Written by Kent Powers, One Night in Miami is based on the stage play of the same name, and it tells the fictionalised story of Cassius Clay, Malcolm X, Jim Brown and Sam Cooke as the group celebrate Clay's surprise title win over Sonny Liston in a Miami hotel room in February 1964. It stars Kingsley Benadir as human rights activist Malcolm X, Eli Gorey as boxer Cassius Clay, Aldous Hodge as NFL fullback Jim Brown, and Leslie Odom Jr. as singer-songwriter Sam Cooke. The film had its world premiere at the Venice Film Festival in September, and it's been screened at Toronto as well as the London Film Festivals. So we're initially introduced to the quartet of leading men in a series of interactions that are essentially damning on the character. Clay gets knocked out in a fight after getting a bit too cocky, Sam Cooke crashes and burns at the Copacabana, Jim Brown visits a white man who initially comes across as a friend, but he is then refused entry in a shocking dropping of the N-word. And then Malcolm X returns home to share the shortcomings of his motivations with his worry-riddled wife. The four of them then join together in a hotel room after Cassius' fight with Sonny Liston, in which Malcolm, who has arranged the whole thing, wants to share Cassius' decision to convert to Islam and thus adopting the more familiar name of Muhammad Ali. Sam Cooke wants to make a success of himself for white audiences, which Malcolm initially dismisses as pandering, also while costing Jim Brown for bankrolling black-owned businesses. The politics of the film are front and centre and heard through the voices of four historical figures, which the film already assumes that you're familiar with, so it doesn't take the time to fill in their backstories, aside from the aforementioned introductions at the start of the film. There's a great story told towards the end by Sam Cooke about Rolling Stones covering the song It's All Over Now, a song that was originally released by Bobby Womack, and wasn't a hit for him, but was for the Rolling Stones. But that's okay, because Bobby was happy once the royalties started rolling in, This then causes conflict and monster group, even more to do with race and religion and the way that things are at the minute for black people. Leslie Odom Jr. is getting widespread critical acclaim for his literally audience-commanding role as cook. It's interesting that Leslie Odom Jr. is the one that's been singled out here and I think it comes down to a couple of things. I would say that Aldous Hodge's performance as Jim Brown is more stoic, it's not exactly a flashy performance. I think Eli Gorey's Cassius Clay is a bit more of one note, nothing to do with him and the performance, the performance is solid as it is, but it comes more from a juvenile enthusiasm and egotistical natured perspective really. Whereas Leslie Odom Jr. gives a multifaceted performance incorporating the musical nature of the real life cook, but I would say that Kingsley Benadir is the standout performance in this film. He is paranoid, he's frenetic, he's passionate as Malcolm X in the midst of his mission to spread the word of Islam, but then also, as we find out towards the end of the film, moving on more away from that. The main crux of the film is the conflict between Malcolm and Sam, while Cassius and Jim are effectively positioned as witnesses and occasionally devil's advocates to their points, their arguments and their beliefs. The film manages to succeed in holding our attention and our interest based on its strong performances, script and direction. Had anything been less than stellar in this film, the whole thing would have fallen apart. It's a really intriguing commentary on equality in the 60s, but also today. It managed to be historical yet contemporary, and that's why One Night in Miami is an important film coming at a crucial time. So back in July, Amazon Studios acquired the worldwide distribution rights to the film. It's scheduled to be released on a limited release on Christmas Day, but then it's going to be followed up by a full release on Prime Video on the 15th of January 2021. 
So I very much enjoyed this one. It was a really good introduction to me, not only to the London Film Festival, but also Regina King as a director, of course, in her directorial debut. And I think moving forward, these performances are going to be things that we come to look back on. And again, like I said before, it's historical, it's contemporary, and it's an important film coming at a crucial time with all the conversation that's going on at the minute with race relations. So thank you very much for listening. I'm going to be back again tomorrow with the first part of our top 10 films released between 1990 and 1995. So in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at Farrandon Film. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Farrandon Film. And you can leave a five-star review at your favourite podcast provider. Stay safe, look after each other, and I will see you next time.